The Gemara just explained the understanding of the Machlokas between Rebchia and Bar Kapara in the three cases in which they argue uh, from last week's recording. Again, those three cases are a Yisroel, a non-Kohen who serves in the base of Migdash on Shabbos. Rebchia says that there's a violation of Shabbos and the violation of uh, a Yisrael, a non-Kohen serving in the base of Migdash. The second case is a Balmum, a Kohen who has a blemish, who's not allowed to serve in the base of Migdash. And he also serves and he brings a Korban Tzibor, a communal offering in a state of impurity. And so then there are two. Rebchia says that there are two violations. Bar says, no, there's only one violation of the fact that he is a blemished Kohen who cannot serve. However, uh, since a communal offering is allowed uh, to be offered by a Kohen who does not have a blemish, and even by a Kohen who is impure, so then also Bar Kapara says that this this Kohen who does have a blemish and he's not allowed to serve, but the fact that he's impure does not uh, create a violation. It's not a prohibition. And then we had the last case was a non-Kohen, back to a case of Yisrael, who eats from the bird offering where Malika was done. The bird offering where it's not the regular type of a shechita, it is with a nail. And so Rebbechia says that there are two violations. One is that Yisrael is eating from a korban, from a sacrifice that does not belong to him. And the second violation is uh, the fact that he's not eating kosher because it's not doesn't have the regular shechita, the regular way of slaughtering. Bar Kapara says that no, there's only the violation of a Yisroel eating from the korban, from the sacrifice. Uh, but just like this type of a malika, this type of a shechita, uh, even though it is different, it allows a Kohen to eat from the bird offering. So so too a Yisroel who eats from it is not in violation. And so our Gemara, until now, has tried to explain what exactly are they arguing about, and also they not only did they argue, but they were really um, they really held to their opinion. They even took a shua, they took an oath to say this is what they heard from their rebbe uh, and from rebbe. Uh, and the gemara tried to explain what exactly they're arguing about, and the gemara concluded as of now uh, that they argue all three are three cases uh, where it takes place at the same time, that even though we have a principle of Enes Rechal Isra, that if there's already one prohibition that exists, we cannot have a second prohibition come and um, come and create a second prohibition because there's already one prohibition that exists within this type of relationship or within this type of act itself. Uh, but one exception to this rule, a potential exception to this rule, is, is if both prohibitions begin at the same exact time. It's not like there was one prohibition and now a new prohibition, a different kind of a prohibition, but if they both start at the very same time, uh, so then there could be those that say that we will have two prohibitions uh, within this relationship or within this, uh, that's connected to this action. Um, and so that's what that's what they are arguing about. And they're arguing about this within the opinion of Rebiosi. So it gets a little complicated because it's within the opinion of Rabiosi. Rabiosi had an opinion earlier uh, in which in which he was stricter than Rabbi Shimon. Uh, there was a dispute between Rabiosi and Rabbi Shimon, and Rabiosi was stricter than Rabbi Shimon in the sense that he 
was willing to entertain the possibility of more prohibitions than Rabbi Shimon, and so therefore they had this dispute. The Gemara said until now that they have this dispute within Rabbi Yossi, that Rabbi Chia is of the opinion that if it happens at the same time, Rabbi Yossi says there are two prohibitions, and Bar Kapar says that no, there's really one prohibition. That's what the Gemara said. Um, uh, within three cases, and the Gemara explained how within all three of those those cases, it's possible to have a scenario where it is bebasachas, where both prohibitions begin at the very exact same time. So the Gemara questions this. The Gemara says as follows: Bishlam ki ki Both of these people, Rebchia and Bar Kapara, they both took. A shvua. They both took an oath to say that they are correct. And so the Gemara is trying to understand that we're not discussing two people here where one of them is actually lying. We can't say one person is lying. We could say that one person um, perhaps misunderstood something, or as the Gemara is now saying, is that it's not that they misunderstood something, but they both heard it from the same person, from Rebbe. And Rebbe, when he was explaining it to one person, he was explaining it according to one opinion, let's say according to Rebbe Yossi, while he was, when he was explaining it to another person, he was explaining it according to Rib Shimon. Now that is definitely uh, plausible. So the Gemara says this makes sense according to Rebichia, and he was stating that according to Rib Yossi, that we would have two violations in a case where it happened simultaneously. There could be two violations, two prohibitions. So then it makes sense within Rebichia. So Rebbe was talking to him about Rib Yossi, and when he spoke to Bar Kapara about the fact that there's only one violation, that's within Rib Shimon. Rib Shimon. In general, Rav Shimon uh, is uh, less likely to say that there's a second prohibition. So when Rebbe said it within Rabbi Chia's world, when Rebbe said this to Bar Kapara, he was within Rabbi Shimon, who held of Enes or Chal Iser, that we won't have a second prohibition, even if it happens at the exact same time. But if you're from the perspective of Bar Kapara, so then within the perspective of Bar Kapara, he said that even within Rabbi Yossi, there's only one prohibition. And then certainly within Rabbi Shimon, there's only one prohibition. So then within the world of Bar Kapara, how could Rabbi tell Rabbi Chia that there are two prohibitions here if nobody, not Rabbi Yossi and not Rabbi Shimon, neither one would say that there are two prohibitions. So this is, that would mean that Rabbi Chia then is just lying. And it's really, it's impossible to say that Rabbi Chia was just lying, uh, that he just, com- either that he was lying or just completely uh, was off in terms of how he understood Rabbi. That's impossible to say. And so therefore, there has to be a different explanation as to what their dispute is. We cannot say that they're arguing about in a certain scenario where even within the perspective of Bar Kabara, Rebuchia would, uh, would be lying. It's impossible to say that. So rather, they argue as follows. They're not arguing within the opinion of Rebiosi. They're arguing within the opinion of Reb Shimon that, that Rebuchia heard that even Reb Shimon, who holds Enes Rechal Isser, that we do not have a second prohibition, but in a case where it's Babasachas, if it happens at the same exact time, at the same exact time, the, the prohibition, both prohibitions start at the same exact time, so then Rabbi Shimon would agree that there are two prohibitions. And Bar Kapara says, no, Rabbi Shimon never, uh, never said that, and there's only one prohibition. But everyone would agree that within Rabbi that there are two prohibitions. That within the world of Rabbi who argues in Rabbi Shimon, everyone would agree, even Bar Kapara, that there are two prohibitions because it's happening at the exact same time. They start at the exact same time. So the Gemara questions this uh, explanation as well. And it says as follows. The Gemara wants to understand 
Uh, forget about the fact uh, that one might be lying from the perspective of one, the other one might be lying. Even before we get there, they're taking oaths. Why would they go ahead and take an oath? It only makes sense to take an oath if they are coming to explain something which would, uh, which one would think is really not the law. So one would think that this is not the law. So I'm going to go ahead and I'll take a shua, I'll take an oath to say that, no, this really is the law. And that's exactly what Rabbi Chia did. It makes sense according to Rabbi Chia because Rabbi Shimon, until now, we didn't know of any exception to this rule. We assume that within Rabbi Shimon, always in Israel, the second prohibition never could exist. So Rabbi Chia comes and he takes a shua, he swears and says that no, Rabbi Shimon agrees. He's of the opinion that the second prohibition does exist if it happens at the exact same time. So it makes sense that he's taking such an oath. However, according to Bar Kapara, why would he take such an oath? What's he telling us? He's not telling us anything new. He's just telling us that Rabbi Shimon, until now, uh, we assume that there is no second prohibition if there's already a pre-existing prohibition. And so Barakapar is telling us that even if it happened at the exact same time, there can only be one prohibition which exists, not a second one. And he's not really adding anything. That's the way we understood Rabbi Shimon until now. If he's not adding anything, so there's no point in taking a shvua to take an oath. We only take an oath to show that this is against what we would have thought. But this is not against what we, what we would have thought. This is exactly what Rabbi Shimon is saying. So why did Barakapar feel the need to take an oath? That's the question of the Gemara, and the Gemara says, Kasha, this is, really a, this is really a strong question. This is a strong question. And the Gemara has another challenge. And it says it as follows, Bishlam lebar kapara, ki asne rebi, lididei alibad reb shimen, ki asne reb chia, alibad reb yosi, alibad reb chia, bar kapara, shakari kamishakir. Now with regards to the fact that there's a dispute between bar kapara and reb chia, two great of, of the greatest rabbis, Within what did their teacher say? What did Rebbe say? So I understand Bar Kapara. Bar Kapara could understand that he heard from Rebbe that Reb Shimon was of the opinion that there's only one prohibition. Even if it happens at, simultaneously at the exact same time, the prohibition begins at the exact same time. And Reb Chia, when Reb Chia heard it, this is all from the perspective of Bar Kapara. When Reb Chia heard it, he really was mistaken, but he really heard, heard Rebbe say this. In the name of Rabiosi, that there are two prohibitions. It's true, there are two prohibitions according to Rabiosi if it happens at the exact same time. However, if you come from the perspective of Rabchia, Rabchia is saying that even Rabbi Shimon would agree that there's two prohibitions if it happens at the exact same time. And certainly Rabiosi would agree that there's two prohibitions if it happened at the exact same time. So then how would he understand Bar Kapara? Bar Kapara is taking this oath to say that no, there's only one prohibition. How, how would he. How is Bar Kapara misled? It's, it's impossible. According to everybody, within the world, uh, within the perspective of Rebbechia, everybody is of the opinion that there are two prohibitions here, both Rebbechia and Rebbechia. So then Bar Kapara just seems to be lying. And it's impossible to say that, that Bar Kapara is actually lying. And because of all these questions, so the Gemara now comes to its final answer. What exactly are they arguing about? What, and what are they arguing about that led them to misunderstand each other? Uh, and uh, it's not just that they thought that one was lying, but there was a real reason why one could assume why the other one misunderstood what their teacher was saying, what Rebbe was teaching them. So Rebbe Chia explains as follows. Amr l'cha Rebbe Chia. Rebbe Chia explains as follows. Ki asne Rebbe lididei tarti liftur asne. V'isr kol asne. V'aliba de Rebbe Shimon. V'chazala bar kapar lezar sha'acha malika. We read a lot there. But essentially, the Gemara is saying as follows. 
that if you recall, we had three different cases. So just quickly to review the three different cases in which they argued with each other. In which, in which, um, Bar Kapar and Rebichia argued with each other. So the first case was a case of where the Yisroel, the non-Kohen, serves on Shabbos. He serves in the base of Mikdash on Shabbos. Rebichia says two violations. The fact that it's a Yisroel, not a non-Kohen, that's serving in the base of Mikdash, and the fact that this takes place on Shabbos. Uh, Bar Kapar says no, only one violation, only the fact that it was a Yisrael, not the fact that it was done on Shabbos. Case number two was the Balmum, the blemished Kohen who serves in the base of Mikdash in a state of impurity when he brings a communal offering. That according to Rebichia, there are two violations. According to Bar Kapar, there's only the violation of the fact that he's a blemished Kohen, but not the fact that he's impure, because we know that other Kohanim could bring a communal offering in a state of impurity. And finally, the last case, the last case was a case of a Yisrael, uh, of, a, of a Yisrael who eats from uh, the bird offering in which Malika was done. Malika was the different type of a, of a sacra, of a shechita, and so therefore, according to Rebichia, there are two violations. The fact that Yisrael is eating from a korban that's not his, and the fact that he's eating non-kosher. And and Bar Kapara says, no, the fact that it's not not kosher because another Kohen is allowed to eat it. Uh, since another Kohen is allowed to eat it, it's not viewed as not kosher, but he still has violated the first prohibition of a Yisrael eating from a korban that does not belong to him. Those are the three cases. So if you recall from yesterday's recording, from the last recording, the first two cases are unique because the first two cases, we could come up with viewing it as an Isser Kolo, right? The, the concept of an Isser Kolo in which even though we say in general, we could say, uh, there are opinions that say, Isser, that the second prohibition cannot exist if there's already a first prohibition that exists within this type of a relationship or within this type of activity. There are different exceptions to that rule, as we've been discussing. Isser Mosif, Isser Kolel, Bas Achas. So the first two cases, they could they are scenarios where you could have the second prohibition act as an Isser Kolel, as the Gemara explained earlier. This is something that we discussed in the last recording, uh, that there could be a concept of Isser Kolel. For example, Shabbos. Shabbos uh, could be a second prohibition, and the fact that Shabbos prohibits many activities, so it could also prohibit the activity of serving in the base of Mikdash. Or the fact that the, the second case is where the Kohen became, is a blemished Kohen, but he becomes impure. The fact that he's impure now, not only is he not allowed to serve in the base of Mikdash, but he's also not allowed to eat from the food. And before he was impure, he was allowed to eat from the korbanos, from the sacrifices. Now he's no longer allowed to eat because he's in a state of impurity. So that's the concept of an Isser Kolo, that the second prohibition exists in other areas uh, on, for Shabbos and other pro, other prohibitions of Shabbos if, because of a state of impurity, because now he's not allowed to eat from the korban, not just he's not allowed to serve, but he's also not allowed to eat from the korban. So the first two cases discuss the case of Isser Kolo. And Rebchiel will say as follows. He says that really Rebbe was only discussing the concept of Isser Kolo. And it was according to the opinion of Rebbe Shimon. Meaning as follows. Just uh, to review again. According to Rebbe Chia, who says that he learns from his Rebbe, uh, that there are two violations in all of these three cases. The reason for that is because Rebbe was teaching it according to Rebbe Shimon, who in general holds that the second prohibition cannot apply, but it does apply if it's bebas achas, if it's happening all at the same time. All three cases are cases where it's possible that the prohibition began, both prohibitions began at the same exact time. And that's how Rebbe Chia understood it. Now Rebbe Chia is trying to explain according to Bar Kapara, how did he misunderstand Rebbe? How did he misunderstand his teacher? And Rebbe Chia is explaining as follows that uh, Bar Kapara thought, really, uh, that 
originally, Rebbe was only taught the first two cases. And in the first two cases, Bar Kapara heard his Rebbe teach him that in the first two cases, there is only one prohibition according to Rebbe Shimon. Because when Rebbe was teaching that to him, he was teaching it to him in a scenario where it was not what we refer to as Babas Achas. It was not a case where it was happening at the exact same time, where both prohibitions were existing at the exact same time. Since they weren't existing at the exact same time, so that's why Rebbe told Bar Kapara that there is an exemption uh, in those cases. And Rebbe was telling Bar Kapara that even though it's not happening at the exact same time, because it's a scenario just where it didn't happen at the exact same time, but also... It is still an Isser Kolo. It is this type of a second prohibition which is adding other aspects to it in the first two cases. It's adding other aspects to it. It's adding the fact that uh, other laws of Shabbos apply in the first case or in the second case. The fact that he's impure, he's not now and no longer, the, the Kohen is no longer allowed to eat and partake in the uh, in the sacrifice. He's not allowed to eat the food from the sacrifice. Uh, so it's an, also an Isser Kolo. And Rebbe is really, he taught those two cases to say that Rebbe Shimon says that we still apply Ainus Rechal Isser. The second prohibition does not exist. Because in the first two cases, it's not happening at the exact same time. And that's what Rebbe taught Bar Kapara. Bar Kapara, then, he made the following mistake. This is how he was, how Rebbe will understand how Bar Kapara was misunderstood. Because he then combined it in his mind, with the third case. Now, the third case is not a case of an Isser Kolo, as we discussed in the, in the last recording. Uh, the third case is where a Yisrael is eating uh, from a korban, from a sacrifice, from the bird offering that where Malika was done. Uh, and so that's not a case of an Isser Kolo, but that case is a case of Babas Achas. That's a case where it happens. Both prohibitions begin simultaneously at the same exact moment. Both prohibitions exist. But Bar Kapara, he sort of took, he understood in his mind that that third case has the same law as the first two cases, when in fact, says Rabbi Chia, it's not really true. And that's where Bar Kapara made a mistake, because Bar Kapara thought that all three cases have the same law, um, but that's not really how, what Rebbe was teaching him, explains Rabbi Chia. What Rebbe was teaching him was that if it's not happening simultaneously, so then according to Rabbi Shimon, the fact that there's a, something called an Isser Kolel, that's not going to create a second prohibition. But Rebbe, explains Rabbi Chia, Rebbe really held that if it happens simultaneously, so then there is a second prohibition. That would be viewed as an exception to the rule of Ein Isser Chal Isser. If there is, if it is happening at the same exact time, if the prohibition begins, both prohibitions begin at the same exact time, so then we will say that there is a second prohibition. But Bar Kapara made a mistake because he thought that all three cases were put together, even the case of Babas Achas, even the case where it's happening at the same time, would be viewed as an exception. But Rabbi Chia says that's not what Rebbe was referring to. Rebbe wasn't referring to that, and Bar Kapara made a mistake with regards to that, because Bar Kapara thought that Rebbe was referring to a case where it's happening at the exact same time. But Rabbi Chia says, no, he wasn't referring to a case where it's happening at the exact same time. So this is how we could have a dispute between Rabbi Chia and Bar Kapara. And Bar Kapara is not lying, he just he made a mistake by including the third case, which is a case where it's happening simultaneously, and he thought that it's the same law as the first two cases, and it's the reasoning is all the same, and he he made a mistake with regards to that, and at least that's how Rebbechia understood it. And so within both opinions, they're not really looking at each other as though they are lying. No one actually thinks that the other one is lying, but that they misunderstood, that they misunderstood something that Rebbe said. So that is what the Gemara says.
and we will continue with the rest of the Gemara in the next recording until the new coming Mishnah.